Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. Thanks for listening. My guest today is me. And before we get to me, I have a few announcements. Our website is TravelTalesPodcast.com. And there you'll find uh, some photos of our guests and some stories that they've written, some stories that I've written, and photos of me and my very many travels. You can find links to their social media. You can find links to our social media. And that is, of course... Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter. I'm sorry, X. Um, we have a Facebook page. We have a YouTube page that uh, I would like you to go watch some videos and comment and give a thumbs up on. And while you're giving thumbs up, why not give us thumbs up and subscribe on all our social media as well as the streaming services where you probably listen to this. And I'm talking about Apple Podcasts. I'm talking about Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get the Travel Tales podcast, please subscribe and give us a thumbs up and a good rating because that boosts our presence, which helps more people find the show. And that'd be a cool thing for you to do. And it costs you nothing. So I'd appreciate that. If you want to write me and think you might be a good guest for the show or you know somebody who'd be a good guest or you have some travel questions or maybe you just want to tell me how awesome I am, you can write me at TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. That's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. All right. You're probably sitting there wondering, Mike, what's the deal? What happened to the guest? Well, I can tell you it's been a nightmare in terms of getting people on this show for this episode. I had no less than three attempts for three different guests to uh, record an episode and ran into technical problems that I uh, can't explain. Well, I can explain them, but I've never had them uh, happen in just in just one after another in a row like that. It, um, it's been a nightmare trying to get this one out. And I've always wanted to be consistent meet my deadline days, and get an episode out. And this time, it just became a problem. More so because I went down to Florida for two weeks um, leading up to this episode because uh, my mom needed some help. She's 88 now and lives alone and is slowing down. And she's been having some dizzy spells and some other things, so she hasn't been driving, which makes it very hard on my sister and brother-in-law who live nearby to keep driving her around to various appointments. And um, I went down to help out for two weeks. So basically went down there for a couple of weeks to Central Florida, driving Miss Daisy around to this appointment and that one. And I was glad I got to spend time with my mom and help out where I can. Uh, it's looking like it might be more of a thing in the next couple of years moving forward. She's 88, uh, still in good physical health for the most part, but... Um, Slowing down, slowing down. So, um, you know, if your parents live long enough, uh, we're all going to go through this. If you're lucky enough that your parents live long enough, but uh, it's tough. It's tough. So I don't know where the future is going to go with that, but uh, 
Needless to say, I went down there. And before I left, I thought I was going to bank an episode with my friend Angeline Rudd, who has done this show before. Went to record her at her house in Venice, up the road here in Venice, California. Brought my lavalier mic set up that plugs into my iPhone. I was getting a little lazy, didn't want to unplug all my uh, microphones and cords and a little mixing board and bring them up there. So I thought maybe I could use this uh, little microphone setup that I use on the road with me that I've used in the past, recorded episodes with on the cruises, no problem. Pinned a little small microphone to her shirt and one to me in her uh, living room, which is uh, high ceiling and um, maybe a little echoey because it's hardwood floors and everything else. It's a great place, but uh, not exactly a soundproof studio. And uh, I took it home, listened to it, and it sounded horrendous. And I've had some bad sounding uh, episodes before that I've tried to clean up in post. Um, stop and goes with whatever, like, you know, signal cutting out or mics cutting out or whatever it is. I've done it. But this time, it just sounded so bad, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, fix it. You know, I am not um, uh, Peter Jackson with Beatles high-end AI technology to pull John Lennon's vocals and make it crystal clear. No, this was terrible. And uh, I did not want to air it. And there's not been many times where I just couldn't air an episode because it sounded that bad. But this was one of those times. So didn't use that. Then had to go to Florida had a, uh, a Zoom interview lined up with someone in Italy, and I was going to do it from there. Okay, no problem. Well, I'd never recorded at my mom's house before or tried to do a Zoom interview from there, and I learned that my mom's Wi-Fi is very weak and very slow. And uh, in dealing with this guest from Italy, it was going great, and the signal constantly kept cutting out. We kept losing it. And I stopped and started again at a different part of the house, thinking that maybe that would work better. It did not. And finally had to scrap the whole thing and apologize to her and try to do it at a later date. So that's strike two. I got back, scrambling to find people. Only a few days to record this for uh, this week's episode. Deadline looming. Uh, I talked to my friend Bill Dwyer, who was uh, coming back from Vegas. And uh, he's been living there for a while, doing a live gig at, at one of the shows there. And we were going to talk about Vegas and some of his other, um, you know, adventures and, uh, you know, funny guy. We tried it last night and uh, his computer had problems. And uh, we stopped and started and having problems I'd never had before with the program I've been using. And needless to say, that was unusable. And that was last night. And now I'm recording this on November 15th, the day before it's supposed to come out. And I'm thinking, what do I do to meet this deadline? Well, it's been about a year and a half since my uh, January 2022 adventures with my eye emergency and my detached retina that happened last year. And I recorded a episode, an episode uh, back then that was solo explaining what had happened and all that was going on with my life. And I figured now, um, now's a good time to catch you up on the latest. Uh, now that all my uh, guest interviews have gone down the crapper. So welcome to the solo episode. Have I been taking trips? Of course I've been taking trips. A lot of them for work. And again, still doing the cruises. This year, m mostly all Princess cruise lines, 
which is a departure from last year, which in the last five years, really, which was pretty much all Holland America. I don't know what happened. I have to ask my agent of why I've switched. But um, Princess is going okay. Um, room accommodations, maybe not as nice as Holland America. But um, the shows have been going okay. I've been going to some new uh, destinations that I haven't been to before, namely the South Pacific. You know, I have been to uh, Tahiti now a couple times. And one of the great trips I just took in October, uh, the last cruise I did, let me out in Papiete, Tahiti, which sounds like, which looks like Papete, P-A-P-E-E-T-E, but it's Papiete. I've been corrected. Uh, And I noticed that it was letting me off on October, October 10th which happens to be around that time, it's the season where the humpback whales are migrating there. They spend pretty much, I guess it's uh, July through November, July to November, they migrate there to have their calves and mate as well until going to colder waters or warmer waters. Now, how does that work? Colder waters. Anyway, they're there. And it's a big deal that you can snorkel with the humpback whales in Tahiti. And now that the, the ship had let me off there, I said, wait a minute. Why don't I just stay, which is, this is one of the benefits I've, I've used with cruise ships. My flight is free. And if I just simply ask, hey, can I uh, fly back some days later? If the price is about the same as what they were paying to fly me back immediately, uh, they don't care. They'll let me do it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to stay out here and uh, have my girlfriend fly out to meet me. And we'll spend a, a week in Tahiti. And... That was going to encompass my birthday on October 14th. So it was all looking good. And then I can swim with the whales. Well, her work got in the way, so she could not come out. I will say, like most islands, especially most tropical islands, prices there are high. They get you coming or going. Either the flight's high or the hotel accommodations are always high. It's expensive. Food's expensive. Everything's expensive. So really, it did save us some money. But I really, really wanted to sleep. Sleep? Swim. (laughs) Swim with the humpbacks. Sleep with the humpbacks. Ooh, that's a whole different podcast. More video on that one. Anyway, so I decided to stay a couple extra days, uh, get uh, a couple dives in with the whales, and then come home. And then we'll celebrate my birthday back here in LA. And that's what I did. Got off the ship of the 10th, you know, got some budget accommodation, stayed at a place called Mark's Place in Morea. Morea. M-O-O-R-E-A, which is a little island off the coast of the main island of Tahiti, where Papiete is. Now, most people move on from uh, the island of Tahiti, probably the, the best known island of those, of that particular group of islands, is Bora Bora. Now, Bora Bora, you've seen it all in pictures, it's been in movies, it's the one where the uh, the amazingly blue water, the lagoon, with the hotel on stilts, uh, the rooms over the water. That's, that's Bora Bora. But Bora Bora, uh, all flights to Tahiti will go through Papiete, which is the biggest city. And then to get to Bora Bora, you have to take a second flight, uh, which adds even more expense. And Bora Bora is very expensive. Very. Because it's a big honeymoon spot, and they know what they got there. And everybody wants to go, and they're willing to pay of the once-in-a-lifetime kind of price. And they do. But here's a traveler's tip for you. 
Uh, Morea, even though I haven't been to Bora Bora, but Morea often talked about as uh, being just as beautiful, and it is very beautiful, mountainous, green, and it's a short ferry ride from Papiette. So you don't have to take a second flight, which is huge. And the the ferry, if you're not bringing a car, I had rented a car and brought a car over. Uh, one way was about 50 bucks with the car. Without it, I think it's only about 10, 15 bucks. So that's that's one thing. They also have a couple hotels where you can be over the water in beautiful, you know, crystal blue lagoons. One is the Sofitel, which I went to. There's a public beach next to the Sofitel that you can go right there and swim in the same beach that these people pay in over $1,000 a night. You can just go swim in that same beautiful blue lagoon, not as close to the hotel. I mean, they do barricade you a little from the beach, but, you know, 100 yards away, you can swim in the same stretch of sand. And uh, the Hilton, there's a Hilton on the other side of the island, which also has overwater bungalows. And so those two, uh, you could stay at. Again, you're still paying a thousand bucks a night to get on those overwater bungalows, but they have cheaper rooms, but it all works out cheaper than Bora Bora. So if you can get to Morea, I'd like to go back. I don't say that about too many islands, but that one I would go back to. It's very picturesque. You know, it's a volcanic island, big mountain in the middle, mountain range in the middle of it. And it's just one road, really, that goes around it, the ring of it. And, you know, it's about 30 mile loop. And that's all. That's the whole island of Morea. Like I said, I stayed in a little funky place called Mark's Place that I found on Hotels.com, run by Mark, as you can imagine who was an older guy, uh, maybe in his 60s, early 70s. It's hard to tell. He's a California native who's been in uh, Tahiti for, I don't know, decades. Married a local woman, has had a family, opened up this place, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And since he's a carpenter, he built uh, all the buildings on this piece of property. And it's pretty funky. You know, it's uh, no air conditioning. I was worried about that. But uh, it cooled down at night. And the fans going, I slept uh, pretty well. There are roosters around, so they'll wake you up. But he has everything there, and he knows the island like the back of his hand, so he's a great resource to have. He will talk a lot. <laughs> He'll talk your ear off because he's very proud of the, of the place. So he was very helpful. He can recommend anything, whether it's a dive shop, uh, a boat. He has uh, surfboards and uh, kayaks you can rent. But it's a cool little offbeat place that uh, I kind of dug it. I will say this, if you want to get around the island, you do need either a car or a moped, or at least a bicycle, and that'll get you around. Anyhow, so I stayed at Mark's place. I had my car that I had rented in Papiete at the airport and took over. And I had set up a couple snorkel dives with uh, for, to see the whales. Now, you have to book these in advance because they fill up. As you can imagine, it's a pretty popular thing to do uh, that time of year. If it's the season, these boats fill up. Now, there are a number of uh, licensed boat operators that are legit. There are some that are not so legit. Uh, Try to seek out the legit ones. I did one called Morea Moana Tours. You know, we found whales. And that's the other thing. These boats only hold about maybe a dozen people. So they do fill up quickly. And they do try to regulate the number of boats to get around these whales. If it gets too crowded, the whales will move on and then everybody loses. So they they do try to stay away. The regulations have them. The boat has to be about 100 yards, stop about 100 yards from the whales. 
And then you have to jump in the water and snorkel. I say dive if this is a scuba. This is not scuba. This is snorkeling. So if you're not a strong swimmer, and some people in uh, one of my boats were not, they had trouble keeping up because you have to jump in the water, which is very deep because the whales will only go to deep water. So it was about quite often like maybe a a 25-minute boat ride out to where the whales are. They're not in the shallow blue lagoons there. They're out there. So you have to go out there and uh, waves. A couple of people threw up on one of my boats. I was feeling a little woozy on the first one. But uh, yeah, be careful if you're prone to seasickness. Uh, That's an issue. But when you spot the whales, and it's not guaranteed you will even see them. That's the other thing. So I booked two just in case I didn't see any on the first one. And we jumped in. Well, they'll radio each other now and they, or text each other, the boats, when they, can, uh, when they see a whale. They'll jump in. And you basically have to follow the leader. You know, you have to get in there and follow the leader and swim. Sometimes swim hard, and you're talking about open water, there's waves, there's current. So if you're not a strong swimmer, this could be a little tough activity for you. It was a workout. I'm not kidding you. It was a workout. So luckily, on my first dive, some whales were spotted, a mother and her calf, and we jumped in the water, hustled over there. I had a GoPro with me, and I took some videos, if you see it on the Instagram page or at... uh, on the website or the YouTube page, we, uh, we did spot them. And we have to stay about 50 yards from them. You can't get up to them. It's not like the uh, whale sharks that I've been, uh, I've snorkeled with who come right up against you almost. No, these were, you know, you have to stay a distance away. But the water is very clear and great visibility. And uh, it was magical. You know, to see, they're very graceful to see them swimming and... Uh, Sometimes the calves will get very curious and they'll come right up to you. If they come up to you, you know, there's a protocol that you go through. You stay very still. You don't touch them, but it's pretty cool. And it's a, it's a really unique experience. And I suggest if you find yourself in that area or if you want to do that, do it. You can book online. Uh, it's pretty easy to find in most search engines of uh, snorkeling with whales in uh, Morea. You can do it off Tahiti as well, but most of the boats go uh, from Morea. And I think Morea is just a prettier island to be in, a little more chilled as well. Because, you know, Papiete and Tahiti is the main island. It's got a little, you know, it's more of a city. And so that means more traffic, more people, and a little more crowded. So get to Morea is my suggestion and book your snorkeling in advance. And if you're not a snorkeling, you can stay on the boat and watch from there. Because sometimes, you know, they'll come up to the surface, they'll breach, they'll jump, and you can see that there was, uh, some people didn't get off the boat. So you have that option. How much did this all cost? Well, the first dive ran about 180 with the Morea Moana Tours, and we were on that boat for a little longer. That was about a three-hour one, and that was solely just whales. I did another one the next day with a tour company I cannot remember right now, and I'm too lazy to look up, but... That ran about 125, and that was a shorter time with the whales, and we didn't see as many, and we didn't get as close. We saw one uh, mother and her calf, and that was about it, as opposed to multiple ones, the, the previous dive. But 
the second one did have an hour spent at, it's like a, a Stingray Alley, kind of. It went to a smaller lagoon, uh, very shallow, crystal clear, one of the blue lagoons there. And it's all stingrays that don't sting you and uh, black tip reef sharks that don't bite you. And you just sit there. It's like being in an aquarium. It's, uh, it's kind of cool. So you're guaranteed of that at the end of the day. Even if you don't see any uh, whales out there, you can always go and finish the, finish the trip at the Shark Ray Alley there, which I did. So I'm kind of glad we got to do that too. So the range of price is about $125 to $200 per person. But like I said, if you're not into those things, there's great hikes on the island. Uh, I did a little bit of hiking, but not on some of the main trails. You can climb up to where the volcano is. There's uh, overlooks, and some people go out, go there just to hike. There is surfing. I did not go. I only had, a, uh, like I said, two, three days there, so I did not uh, partake in that. I did eat a lot of tuna, <laughs> a lot of tuna. As you can imagine, the fish is outstanding on these islands, so I pretty much stuck with the fish. And even though I was alone, you cannot deny it was a romantic place. So as a couple, if you're looking to get away, it's not bad. There are direct flights from Los Angeles to Papiete, and I believe San Francisco, certainly from Honolulu as well. And it's about a two-hour flight longer than Honolulu. So from LA, it's an eight-hour flight. So that's my Moorea wrap-up, and I'm looking forward to getting back. And I will be going back there because I'm on another ship in December. It's the NCL, Norwegian Cruise Line Spirit. And it's my first gig with Norwegian, so I'm excited about that. And also, I'm going from Papiete for two weeks to Sydney, Australia. That's right. So um, we were going from Papiete. We were going to spend a day back in Morea, so I'll be back there, which would be nice. Um, and I'm also seeing some islands I've never been to. Um, on the two weeks, we're going to Fiji, which I'm very excited about. Never been to Fiji. And I'm going to New Caledonia, which is another place I've never been. So that's very exciting. And then ending in Sydney on the 23rd of December. So what's going to happen on the 23rd of December? I, since I'm now in Australia for the first time in a while, haven't been in Sydney since 96. I've been to Melbourne getting off a ship. But I haven't been back to Sydney since 1996. So what is that, 27 years? Wow. Uh, very excited. So I wanted to bring my girlfriend out to meet me. And of course, it's December 23rd. It's Christmas time. Flights are insane prices. This is Christmas. It's the holiday season. You're paying, you get a peak price. And if it wasn't for Sydney and the fact that she has never been there, to Australia at all and has a friend there who she's always wanted to visit. I said, we're going to try to make this happen and we'll see what tickets cost. Well, tickets were pricing out one way, almost $2,000 or over. I mean, really ridiculous. So I figured the only way I'm going to do this is to utilize some frequent flyer miles. And they were pricing out high because again, Christmas, everybody wants to use them. So there was one flight I could get on for the requisite number of miles that I could afford. And when is it? Christmas Eve. So that's the catch. She's flying out Christmas Eve. She's going to lose an entire day, which is Christmas, and then land the 26th Boxing Day in Sydney. So she'll miss Christmas being on a plane. I'll spend Christmas alone waiting for her in Sydney, and that's the way it's going to be. But sometimes, uh, you know, if you want to travel, you got to make some sacrifices. I've spent more than one holiday 
on an airplane. To me, it's not that big a deal. And she's excited about going, so it's great. So we'll be spending a couple weeks in Australia, at least a week in Sydney, because we want to be there for New Year's Eve, which is awesome. New Year's Eve in Sydney, they're known for shooting fireworks off the Sydney Harbor Bridge, and it's very, very famous. It's going to be a great time. So I'm very excited about that, but I'm finding out Sydney, not cheap. Even with the favorable exchange rate now with the U.S. dollar, Sydney uh, puts a hurting on you. So um, I will be utilizing some points, some Citibank uh, thank you points, some Chase um, Reserve, uh, Chase Sapphire points. This is when you use them. So the travel hacking over the years and getting the bonuses, this is where it pays off, folks. And they're making that harder now. Points, miles, they're devaluing a lot of these programs. It's really tough, but they don't gain value as they get older. So I'm using them. And that's that. So I'm uh, very excited about this upcoming trip. Any uh, advice on Sydney and, you know, restaurants, hotels, neighborhoods we've got to check out? Let me know. Can't wait to go. Looking forward to it. So we'll be down under over the holidays. But where have I been since I last talked to you? I have taken some trips. Uh, I have been knocking some things off my bucket list. You know, I always try to. And there's a lot that is changing around the world. It's seeming like Russia and the Ukraine might have to wait uh, another year or more. Israel and a lot of the Middle East might not be on my list. You know, I want to get back to that region. And uh, well, we all know what's going on down there. So uh, I will say this again, and I've said it many times, if there's a place in the world that you've always wanted to see that's on your list, and you've, you, you've always wanted to go, if it's relatively stable politically and safety-wise, if it's open to a U.S. passport or whatever passport you have, and you're, you can make it happen, make it happen, because the world changes very quickly. And you never know when a country is going to go to war, or they're going to shut down, or a global pandemic happens, or whatever it is. So um, make it happen. And the last major North American city I hadn't been to, which is, sounds amazing when I tell people I haven't been there, was Toronto, the biggest city in Canada. Hadn't been there, and I've been meaning to go for years. September is always a month that I always want to travel. It's great travel in the Northern Hemisphere. It's the best months to go to uh, the Mediterranean after the August crowds have gone. You wait till the kids go back to school and the weather's still warm and the ocean's still warm or the sea or wherever you're going. It's a great time. September is the best. And last year, uh, as you guys know, we went to Italy and went to Italy and Portugal and it was, uh, it was amazing. This year, we were not going to Europe we're going to keep it closer to home this time. So got some cheap flights to visit uh, my best friend from high school who lives in Washington, D.C. and has a condo there and said he splits his time between Washington and Columbus because of his job. And he said, anytime you guys ever want to use this condo, come out. And then we went, all right. So went out to Washington, D.C. Hadn't been there probably in over 20 years. Saw the new MLK monument, which was great. He's in construction, my friend, and had a hand in building the new African-American History Museum, which is really good, really well done. And I'm not so just saying that because he's a friend of mine. <laughs> it, uh, it is really well done. And bigger than you think it'd be, bigger than it appears on the outside because it goes to many levels deep in the ground and up. And uh, again, a lot of it's tough. And a lot of it's moving, and uh, but it's important. And I'm glad that this museum exists. And if you go there, you shouldn't you shouldn't miss it. It's worth a trip. 
Um, also saw the new World War II. I don't know, war, new, probably 10 years old now. The new uh, the World War II monument and the fountains there. Very cool. And just walking around D.C. Was always, it's always fun. It's always, um, you know, I'm not a flag-waving uh, patriot, or at least enough for a lot of people in this country, it seems. But um, it does make you feel proud and makes you remember what a young country we are in the scheme of things, how it's always a work in progress, how it's changed so much over time and continues to change. And who knows, uh, for the better or worse, we'll see. But every American should go at least once. A lot of kids go in eighth grade. I never went. I never took that eighth grade trip. I don't know why, but um, we saw the students. We saw the packs of students there. Yeah, I also went to uh, the cemetery, Arlington Cemetery. That was great. And luckily, we got um, great weather. Again, September, super. And we lucked out because I think the week before we got there was about in the 90s, uh, really hot. And we got there, it was like 70s. It was gorgeous, gorgeous. And from there, a short trip to Toronto. Check that one off the box. Ended up being only two, two and a half full days in two and a half days in Toronto, which was great to get a feel of the city. Again, weather was perfect. I did the corny things, went up in the CN Tower. We went to a Blue Jays game, which was fun. And uh, I went to the Hockey Hall of Fame, which uh, my friend insisted that I had to go to. Couldn't leave without the Hockey Hall of Fame. You know, went to uh, the distillery district, which they built up. And uh, we had dinner down there. And a lot of walking. The streetcars took those around. It's a big city. Reminded me a lot of a uh, little bit of New York, a little bit of Chicago. And I see why they shoot so many uh, TV shows there doubling up for those cities, you know, standing in for them because um, it's a big city. And I'm a big city guy. So what can I say? I dug it. So Toronto, I did it. I don't know how many more places in Canada I really need to see. Well, I mean, I'll go anywhere, but I've been to most places, it seems, than most Canadians, <laughs> actually, in Canada. So I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, as of now, that's, that's where I'm at. And uh, I wanted to catch you up on what I've been doing. Health is always an issue. You know, I got sick, you know, little colds, and I'm getting my shots for this and then that. And uh, there have been more outbreaks on these cruises, and not necessarily COVID outbreaks. This seems like good old-fashioned norovirus, which was the common thing that people would get uh, going around the cruise ships, which I've been on before, and they're very accustomed to. But, uh, you know, a lot of people confined in in these places and in airplanes and everything else, they're passing around a lot of stuff. I'm still masking up in the planes. I'm one of the only ones, it seems, these days. But um, I've been getting sick less flying, so I, I think it's helping. And I don't care what people say. I'm getting used to it now. It was pretty uncomfortable to start, but you get the right mask and uh, just I just put it on. It's what I do. Do I wear it all the time on the ship now? No. But um, I also avoid the people quite a bit. <laughs> I huddle in my room and I don't socialize that much, which is, um, you know, I can do it. A lot of guys can't. A lot of people, you know, they got to be more social. I'm okay with staying with myself on the ship. That never bothered me. Uh, But take care of your health, folks. Uh, There's a lot of stuff going around. Uh, Be safe. I know that. Um, You know, firsthand, you've heard my tales here. Um, And we are going to have some great guests coming up. Uh, And if I can just get the technical glitches, I'm hoping this is an an anomaly. Oof. I talk for a living. How about that? Uh, 
Speaking of talking for a living, I shouldn't, I, I never plug my comedy on here, and I should. I have a dry bar comedy special that's out there. You can go to drybarcomedy.com and then type in my name, and my special's there. But it's also on YouTube. If you go to my, uh, my regular homepage, my personal homepage at funnymike.com, and you go under media, there should be a link to the YouTube um, uh, page where they basically put the whole special out there. Um, I don't know if that's a great business model by the dry bar people, but they seem to be doing okay. But if you want to see what I do, it's about a 40-minute special, and uh, that's what I do. Uh, So some of you have asked about my comedy, where can we watch it? Where can we see it? Well, that's it right there. So, yeah. Of the, in trips uh, coming up, I finally had to move. If we're looking in the future, I finally had to use those Singapore airline miles uh, from 2020 that I was going to use and then was canceled because of COVID. They kept extending it, the deadline. And I had enough. I didn't have a ton of miles there, but I had enough to get a round trip from uh, to. Tokyo and back, which, um, you know, I had a whole thing planned for April of 2020, you know, trying to go there and see a baseball game. I was going to go try to catch the cherry blossoms and um, uh, maybe go into the North Island, even ski if I could still get some snow up there. Well, we know what happened. The world shut down and they kept extending the miles, extending it and extending. And finally, I had to use them. They're going to expire. So now I'm planning to go in April of 2024. That's the next big trip after Australia. So I'm very excited about Japan, not only because I loved it and have been there since 2008, maybe, summer 2007. So it's been a long time. And also, again, my girlfriend's never been there. She's dreamed of going and it'd be fun to to share it with her. But it's going to be in April and it will be baseball season. We probably will miss the cherry blossoms, but that's tough. But hey, you can't get everything. And again, Miles, they don't gain value with time things. They're not investments. So use them if you got them. I am working some new cruise lines along with uh, Norwegian. That's good. About eight weeks booked already for next year. Look, do I want to do cruises forever? No. But for now, and especially that I can kind of manage the schedule. And with my mom getting older, I don't know how many times I'm going to have to go back to Florida and help out and keep doing that. It's just... uh, the way life works now. So I'm okay. It's good to know that some money coming in and hopefully I'll have more travel tales and I will have more travel tales to share with you. But uh, I apologize this week about the lack of a guest. I hope it was good to hear from me. I would like to hear from you people. Traveltalespodcast at gmail.com. Write me, ask me stuff. If you have suggestions for the show, what we can do differently. You know, I've been doing this a while and sometimes I think I'm talking into that great void that uh, maybe no one's listening. I don't know. And if you listen this far, well then, man, you must be a fan, because <laughs> I've been rambling. Uh, write me, say hi, uh, engage. It would be good, good to hear from everybody. If you've got anything you want to ask me or you know, anything you think would be great for me to talk about, let's do it. Traveltalespodcast at gmail.com. I will have, I promise you, uh, some more. We should be able to round out the year with uh, a few more guests. Uh, I have appointments for all of them. I have three more guests lined up to record while I'm here in town before I take off. And uh, we should be set <laughs> for the new year. Knock on, I'm knocking on wood right there. Because this this one was a nightmare. 
It was just a parade of bad luck. So hopefully the tech gods will be smiling on us and we'll get to talk to some great people and you'll get to listen. But until then, I hope you're doing well. Travel safe, be well, and keep listening to the Travel Tales podcast. I appreciate it. Get out there, see the world. You know who you are. Plan that trip. Make time for it. Save up for it. And be safe, be smart, and be curious. See you next episode.